Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. Today's the day of shrimp. I'm eating shrimp chips and I'm going to make shrimp for dinner. Shrimp. Stace Babcock. I have 144 hours into New World, if anyone was wondering. It hasn't killed your computer? No, nope, my GPU is fine. Sweet. Thus far. And Samson Davis. I ran out of coffee, so this episode will be a disaster. Thank you. <laughs> so, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Stace. Oh shit, there we were, sleeping, snugly warm in our beds, when Hubert I fucking attacked Hubert II. So, Nix woke up, saw the situation, scared the shit out of Hubert I, and woke Chacha up, treated Hubert II for his wounds, and then, yeah... Went back to bed. Dilly got up first the next morning. A surprise, because Nyx is usually the first one up, but we'll find out more about that in a minute. So Dilly goes downstairs, is chatting with Vlad, and noticed that he had some sort of a knob in his right bicep. Some sort of synth, like, yeah, knob. And turns out Aster's making modifications in the event that he has to save Dilly's ass again. And uh, there was, like, some parenting going on. And long story short, Aster is giving Dilly the cold shoulder and the silent treatment for the moment. Or did for the moment. I think he did speak later. So then Nyx and Chacha wake up. Nyx feels like trash. She loses five might points. It's unclear why. An action recovery roll does restore those points. And Nyx heads downstairs, hydrates, and discusses the situation in general with the crew and then goes to sweat it out. Meanwhile, Cha-Cha also comes downstairs thinking about what happened in the tower. Oh, a wee child, Jackson, I think was uh, was the child's name, came up and gave Cha-Cha a drawing of her in a red cloak with purple smoke coming out of her eyes. And Cha-Cha informed the child, really a, a life lesson that if somebody fucks with you, you should fuck them up. And... Yeah, so Jackson seemed to internalize that immediately, which is concerning. So then the crew leaves, gets on the subway, which is now clear, and heads off towards the proving ground. Oh, but before getting on the subway, Nyx was, of course, again, trying to sweat it out. She was performing uh, calisthenics in the corner, and Chacha comes down and sees imps, the snake-like horrors, a pair of them in that corner, like, I get, yeah, fanboying over Nyx. Meanwhile, there was a third one that was really creeping towards Dilly for reasons unknown. Chacha asserts her dominance, does some mental onslaughts. Nyx and Dilly can't see anything. Chacha has somewhat informed them of what's going on. And then Nyx steps between the invisible imps that she can't see, but Chacha pointed them out and hisses and extends her fangs. They immediately become submissive. One pukes a necklace on the ground. Nyx picks it up, cleans it off, puts it on. It doesn't seem to have any particular effect. And the crew puts together that Nyx being an imp queen, or being referred to as an imp queen by the artist that they killed in the tunnels previously. Uh, I like how that makes some, the crew just sound <laughs> terrible. The artist in the tunnels that they killed previously had referred to Nyx as a little imp queen or something. And speculated on that for a bit, got into the pod, headed to the Black Riage, or through the Black Riage. Haven't we been the Riage this entire time, Daniel, basically? Yeah. Yeah. And then they exit at the other end, and it's clear to Nyx that they're only about a day from the uh, Proving Ground. She knows where they are. And boy, I feel like something happened right after that. Oh, Prentice showed up. <laughs> The mysterious Prentice, who can also see horrors, showed up and was like, you're late. And yeah, that's where we ended it. Did I miss anything? I'm pretty sure you fucking nailed it. Yeah, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you mention the pendant? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Look what we can do when we're not drunk. Mm. The focus. Also, when we're doing the recap right after we recorded the one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, let's not lose sight of the actual situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's like I took my Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've just heard this voice on the other side where you came out saying, you're late. And Vlad has kind of 
jump-started a little bit and then turned around and said, my young friends, let me introduce you to Prentice of the Guardians of Night's Hope. And when you turn to look at this individual, they are wearing a gray cloak with a hood over. They pull their hood down. And this individual is about four foot five with sort of coppery red hair. She's darker skinned. She has pale lavender eyes. And very similar to Cha-Cha, they seem to always be a thousand yard stare. She looks at you. You can tell that she's looking at you, but her focus doesn't seem to be on you. Underneath her gray cloak, she just seems to be wearing very standard, you know, traveling clothes, but they're clearly adapted, you know, because they were like some of them appear to be adult clothes that have been tailored down to her size, but her shirt seems to have been a sort of patchwork child shirt that has been expanded by sewing extra fabric into it. And she looks at you each in turn and says, I was expecting you here yesterday. We took a nap. Something exploded. We kind of had to deal with that. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> what caused the explosion? <laughs> we did, yeah. yeah like yeah. normally, yeah. mostly. Like honestly. Yeah, that was... I, I put it there. I didn't set it off, but I put it there. It was victim-operated, yeah. <laughs> she turns and looks at Vlad for a second. She says, That is consistent with what I've heard about these. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on. Do we have a reputation? You didn't think we had a reputation? I didn't think people really gave a shit about us. Um, We did take out a large part of that city. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is not the first explosion we've been involved in, actually. Yeah. I've noticed. Oh, shit. Yeah. I've been traveling to this point for two weeks, and I've encountered at least five different bounty hunters looking for Nyx. Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) I assume that's you, she says, looking right at Nyx. Oh, yeah. Was the likeness good, or...? Some of them. Wait, how did you know we were going to be here two weeks ago? Because I don't think we made the decision to come here. Wait, yes, we did. Did we? How long has it been since Lachlan? It's been about a week. Wow. Yeah, how did you know we were coming here when we didn't even know we were coming here until like a week ago? The pig man told me. Yes, you know the one I'm talking about. Did he tell you what he did to Zach? No, he didn't. You should talk to him about boundaries. But I know that the other one is looking for you. I do think Chacha just kind of sighs like... He'll find you eventually, but for now you're hidden. I mean, that works, too. I've switched over to the, if you can't work with me, you will be destroyed kind of mentality. Most of us go through a phase like that. We can talk about it later. Okay. So, here you are, back in the belly of the beast. Yep. Vlad kind of looks at her and says, uh, yeah, I was actually thinking that we should probably have them talk to you if we could find them. I'm glad that you're here. She raises a hand. She's like, not now, Vaslav. Not now. She turns and looks at each of you in turn and says, so what's your plan? And as she says that, she reaches out a hand to a rock and the rest of you guys don't notice anything. But Chacha can see where she puts out her hand. One of those fleshy centipedes comes crawling over the rock and onto her arm and just sort of like crawling almost playfully over her body. I think Chacha's hyper focusing on that. Yeah, so, like, our plan is basically, um, and Daniel, we actually didn't pick a major effect for the uh, navigation. Oh, right. What would you like as a major effect? I want Nyx to know of a way to get to the proving ground that would allow covert observation. And I would like her to find something out about the intentions of the society towards her or the crew. During that observation. Okay, yeah. It'll probably take you an extra half day of travel to do it that way. Okay, yeah. But yeah, you could get to a place. You're not going to be able to figure that out right now, what the society's intentions are, but... Right. It's a covert place where you could watch to try to get a hint. Yeah. Okay, cool. I am going to have Nyx... I'm not tearing up, but I am going to specialize in intrigue. Mm. 
Uh, yeah. So like, uh, our, our basically, yeah, our plan is loose. You know what I mean? Like it's still in the development stage, but basically we're going to sneak up on the proving ground and then like watch for a while, see what the vibe is. You know, should we go in? Should we not? Do they want to capture me? Do they not? You know, that sort of thing. And then just go from there, you know? Mm. Be careful. At least one of the bounty hunters I encountered was near here. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, I got a question for you. Yes. And she's holding out another hand, and the centipede is going from one hand to the other as she holds them up. She's just sort of like bouncing. Of course, Nix and Dilly just see her hands going up and down, palms up. But Cha Cha can see her sort of playing with the centipede. I feel like that's an additional degree of strangeness from Cha Cha at this point, but. I think Nix has seen enough to just sort of go with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Am I like uh, transforming into a into an imp? Like someone called me like the queen of the imps, and I just want to know. Like I'm cool with it, but like, do I have responsibilities? Do I have like obligations? She snorts and says, "The imps only want chaos. They love it." Uh, so I am turning into an imp, or like not. She reaches over and reaches out with a little finger and sort of just pokes you in the, like, in the tummy. (laughs) (laughs) You feel solid enough to me. Nyx definitely flexed as she did that. Not that she really (laughs) needed to, but, you know, just Mm -hmm. as a matter of form. She glances over to Cha-Cha where purple smoke is coming up. You've already combined two pieces. That's unfortunate. I mean, like... It was needed at the time, and apparently we love chaos enough that one of us is transforming into the queen of it. Mm. Yeah, the same entity that called next Imp Queen also called Cha-Cha Suma. Does that mean anything to you? He looks at Dilly, and it's almost like kind of a harsh look. And she says, be very careful with that word. Some of us are very sensitive about it being used. It's <laughs> uh, a bad word. I'm sorry. I I had no idea. I will be very careful, but what does it mean? What does it imply? What, what is it? It implies that we are merely tools and not things with our own sense of will, direction, and care. It's the term that people use to describe people like myself and Chacha and others because they look at us and only see what we can be used for. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Suma equals no-no word. He turns and looks at Chacha. Understand, young one, you are more than what they think you are. None of us is just a key. Yeah, but like, we're still deciding on that door situation. Yeah, that's why I'm here. But Flod, I also am here to give you some relief from this responsibility. What What do you mean? These next things are not safe for you. I'm going to need you to go to the safe house. I'll provide directions to this group as to where to rendezvous with you. For now, we will camp here. Not you, Vlad. You'll go on your way. We'll camp here for the night. And then she looks at you all and says, Stannis will meet us here in the morning. Yes. To escort you on the next part of your journey. Dilly looks up at the sky and (laughs) is about to say something, but then just doesn't. I realize it's daytime, Adilibrin. We just have much to discuss. Nope. I completely trust that you know what you're talking about. Right now she's back to playing with the centipede. <laughs> she kind of like takes it from one hand and she puts it on her shoulder and seems to stroke it in the air and it kind of curls around her shoulders. She picks it up and it's kind of like waving its little fleshy head around. She kind of pushes the head down, gives it a kiss right between the two mandibles. Oh. And then she sets it on the ground and says, On your way, fast love. Uh, I guess I'll see you guys later. Oh, yeah, it's been real. Dilly, uh, just so you know, hopefully we'll see each other soon. I, I, I have something for you. It's not on me right now, but I'll make sure I have it by the next time we meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds great. But also, uh, thank you. I know things have 
have been awkward. And then he like does a quick glance at Nyx. But I at least have been listening to what you've been saying. I just have a lot of voices in my head recently. But thank you. You're welcome, Dilly. You're going to be a great guardian. Uh, thanks. He looks at Nyx and Cha-Cha and says, Nyx, Cha-Cha, make good choices. And he winks at you and starts walking down the path. Good for who? <laughs> and he's about like maybe 10 feet away from you when there's something like a flicker of his illusion powers and he's just gone and you can't see him anymore. Prentice kind of snorts. He's always been such a show off. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have a seat. There's some rocks over here. So you're going to go watch the society. What about you, Adilabrim? I guess I was going to go help with that. If you wish. Okay. What, what, were, there other, were there other options? You could accompany me to a safe house for training, but that is optional and not required. What kind of training? I'm not at liberty to discuss in front of Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha, do you mind if I bubble you for a couple seconds? Yeah, go ahead. Dilly throws up a bubble around Cha-Cha. She looks at you and blinks us. Could you bubble Nix as well? Uh, Nix, do you mind? Nah, go for it. Throws up a bubble around Nix. I'm only offering you an out. What Nix is about to do is extremely hazardous, at great risk to herself, her family, and the guardians. You are under no obligation as a guardian to participate and risk yourself in this way. I am not telling you you can't do it. I am merely offering you an out if you need one. Everything I've heard is you're a very loyal man, Dilly. Sometimes, in times of great trial, it's hard to say no when you should. I'm providing an out in case you need to set boundaries. That's all. Your choice. I think Dilly is about to say, like, something, but then past conversations with Aster kind of bubble up in his head, and as much as they frustrate him, he does kind of acknowledge that Dilly has had to get himself pulled out by someone else, and then he kind of hesitates and then says after a few moments, I I guess I'm, if I can, I like to think about it for a moment, for a little bit. How long do we have? You don't need to make any decision until we get closer. I can take you or Stannis can assist you in finding your way later. No reason to make a decision one way or the other. You have at the very least until next morning and probably a good day and a half beyond that if you'd prefer to travel with Stannis. Okay. I'm afraid neither I or Stannis can accompany you all into the Proving Grounds. That's just the way it is. Okay. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. And then Dilly will drop the bubbles around. Cha-Cha and Nyx. So? So you, Cha-Cha. So me what? You've met the lost one, haven't you? You have his... She points to her eyes. You have his mark upon you. You mean Bastion or Buddy Cop? She pauses and says... Not sure what Buddy Cop refers to, but Bastion. Yes, that's that's the name he likes to use. Oh yeah, we we have a lot of fun playing. Although his playing is a little bit rougher than we typically like. It always has been. But why why is he lost? He was like us. He made a choice, and now he's stuck in the in between. Is that a good or a bad thing? I suppose that depends on your perspective, but I imagine it's lonely. I mean, he has Buddy Cop and all the snakes he can eat. Who do you mean when you say Buddy Cop? Uh, I guess Chach is going to try and like describe Buddy Cop in a detailed yet vague manner. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, the one looking for you. Bastion is not friends with him. Bastion owes him. Bastion is a vassal without title. That's why Bastion approaches each of us when we're discovered for friends. But the only way to stay with Bastion is to get trapped in the in-between. I mean, can't we reverse it? There's no coming back from that, Cha-Cha. Once you're in the in-between, you're like that forever. Or, and she looks at each of you and says, or the door opens and the other one gets what he wants. Uh, uh, Is Buddy Cop the other one? Or is that or is the other one another one? We'll use your terms. Buddy Cop. He wants the door open. He wants his kind to be able to pass through without hindrance. There are others who don't want the door open, and some that don't care. And she looks at Nix and says, 
the imps don't care if the door opens or shuts. For that matter, their creators don't either. Whoa, um, who is, uh, who, uh, created them? She frowns a little bit, looks concerned, and says, The angled ones. You said angled? Angled. Uh, all right. Wait, so, like, what was that snake thing that I found? I found a snake artifact, and it, like, it, it bit me. Now I'm becoming a snake, and I have this necklace from the snake people. And sh- Nix will show the, the pendant. Prentice leans back, keeping her distance from it. Ooh, interesting. Be careful where you push that. It's sleeping now. No sense in waking it. What is it? Dangerous. Well, yeah, like, I, I, like I kind of gathered that from, like, your uh, dire warnings and vague hints, but, uh, <laughs> can, uh, like, you got any specifics, I guess? Right? Like, I just want to know what I'm dealing with. I don't want to, like, do the wrong thing because I don't know what is going on, you know? He looks over at Cha-Cha and says, we are not good with specifics. <laughs> I like how I established that of this entire group of people. Like, no, you're not going to get specific. It's just like kind of vague. (laughs) Next, I'm like a rare like show of frustration, like pinches the bridge of her nose. (laughs) And she's like, all right. But uh, yeah, I I guess what happens happens, which is honestly the best way to live your life. Yeah, I can get down with that. Maybe you should eat it. No. Well, I already ate one kind of. And it worked. Just a thought. I mean, I'm just going off of previous data, you know. Should I Should I put it in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Dilly just shrugs like, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to hold off on that, Dilly. Prentice starts giggling and points at Nix and says, you're funny. Thank you. Yeah, I try to keep <laughs> things light. You know what I mean? Like, your journey shouldn't be, like, too serious. That's why I'm still here. Nix is, Nix is worth it. So is Dilly. You too, Chacha. Cool. So is this like a safe house training, something that I need to schedule in the future? I wouldn't worry about it right now, Nix. There's a lot of stuff to be determined before you come back out. But yes, at some point you will need to come to a safe house. Oh, yeah. So like whether I survive this or not is kind of one of those things. I get it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Chacha, there's something on your wrist. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me about it? Um, it's a favor. To him? Yeah, that's why I'm still a contractor. She reaches down and she strokes another centipede that's wandering by as it passes. That's unfortunate. I mean, it was worth it. I'm sure it was. That's how he gets you. I mean, it's like a high interest loan eventually. Like, in the long run, it's not worth it. But like, in the immediate need, it is necessary. Well, hopefully it works out for the best. Cha-Cha, I am not like the other guardians. I'm not going to try to tell you what to do. If you see the door and you have to open it, it may spell doom to the Ninth World. Many may die. The guardians won't be ready. But it is not to me to unnaturally affect the timing. I had to face a similar choice that you have coming up. It won't matter to me what choice you make, so long as you make it as your choice, and you don't let someone make you merely a tool. We are a side effect of that which came before and that which preserved, but that does not mean that we are not full entities in our own right. Thank you. Also, like, are we, like, 1,000% confirmed if we open the door, the world ends? Nothing ends forever, Cha-Cha, but everything does eventually end. And yes, opening the door is dangerous. There's opportunity beyond the door. But ultimately, the one you call Buddy Cop will be just one of the threats to come through. These are some tough choices. If they were easy choices, it wouldn't need to be you who made them. Maybe I'll just punt it downfield a little. The field only goes so long, but it's fair enough. She looks at Nix and says, Meanwhile, you have their attention, the angled ones. They're kind of annoying. She starts humming a weird little tune, and then she looks at Nix a little bit more closely. They know your name. They 
know your face. Are they fucking with my mom? Because, like, that is very similar to things that she says. Are you up on my mom's situation? In general. So you know that's why I'm going to the Proving Ground. I don't think it has anything to do with the angled ones. I think they're merely taking advantage of an opportunity. You, do you got any idea about, like, this uh, this plate and, and stuff? No more than what the call told me. Yeah. All right. Have the Guardians and the Society of Travelers Benevolent had a significant relationship in the past? We're not exclusive, if that's what you mean. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the society is a little too flighty for our tastes. Okay. A little too inconveniently placed in a political standpoint. Uh, what, uh, what, what, where, and I guess Dilly's kind of asking, like, Nick's this as well, where does the society sit politically? They always seemed kind of independent and, as you said, a little flighty, just kind of doing their own thing. We prefer chill. I'm sure. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I don't know. Like, I used to think that the society was just like a bunch of good people who went around and like did good things. But now it seems like maybe they uh, they do some some bad things. So, yeah, it's uh, hard to say. Actually, could Nix use intrigue to try and answer the question? So you've actually already done that with intrigue before and determined oh, right, right, that right. politically it's inconvenient for them because they are based in Navarine. So even though they attempt to be apolitical, they are still to a certain degree at the mercy of the Queen of Navarine. Oh, yeah. Like our tax exempt status is uh, is something that we want to keep. And also our, you know, various way houses and things like that. So, we, yeah, the society tries to make nice with the queen. Otherwise, I don't think that there's much politics outside the order. Prentice, do you uh, disagree? From what I know, sure. So what does the society do for the queen that, like, how does the society give back to the queen? What Do you know what they what that would be? Oh, yeah, they tried to give me back to the queen. That was one. Or at least Pathfinder Jen did. Uh, I'm actually not sure. Would Nyx know what the queen gets out of the society, if anything? As far as you're aware, nothing. Yeah. Officially, there's nothing there explicitly. Another question. What's the relationship between the society and the Aeon priests? Oh, those guys, Dilly. Honestly, as far as I know, there is like no relationship other than, you know, we kind of don't agree with their goals, which is to make the Amber Pope more powerful and like... They take a lot of really cool artifacts and, like, stuff like that, yeah. But, like, we don't do anything. We're not, like, you know, in conflict or anything with them, Dilly. We just, you know, keep our distance. Are you sure? Or is that just your experience? My experience. Thank you, Cha-Cha, for, like, clarifying that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I gotta go there. I gotta try to, like, figure this shit out because I'm not sure that the society is what I thought it was. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of getting that vibe. Should I join as like a new recruit to see if like there's a different experience? I wouldn't, Cha-Cha, because if you remember, we talked to Hey You and uh, it sounds like the experience for your average recruit is bad. Right. And abusive. And I don't want you to like kill 20 travelers, you know, or whatever (laughs) you do. (laughs) Yeah, I'm concerned about your safety. (laughs) It would just, like, blow the operation wide open, you know? Oh, yeah, and I... mm, This is nothing to say about you, Dilly. It's more of, we don't want Aster killing 20 travelers, either. Yeah, that's... That would be an obstacle. I mean, like, unprovoked, you know what I mean? Like, self-defense is a different story, as we often say. I mean, define self-defense. Preemptive self-defense? I mean, uh, while this is kind of a problematic situation for me, he has not done anything unprovoked. So, but then when provoked, he does fuck shit up. So, yeah. Hmm. And like, we don't know exactly what provokes him. Like, most of the time he's reasonable, but like, what if it's just like, hey, I didn't like 
how you're treating Dilly in this moment because Dilly might get hurt unintendedly. So, oopsie doodle, there goes 20 travelers. Yeah. Nix, what, um, in your mind, how would this operation go in your head? Like, what was, what were you thinking? All right. So, yeah. So, what I was thinking was that, you know, we, which obviously, like, you guys, like, do not have to come, would sneak up. We would watch, like, for a while, see if there's a bounty hunter situation, like, try to figure things out. And then if all seemed cool, go in, go to the library, read a bunch of journals, try to find some clues and go from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to figure out this plate thing. This is not sustainable. True. Delete. And honestly, my plan was to go to Key and your plan was to go to the Proving Ground. So like, what do you think I should do? Well, that's it. I mean... Key is very far away, and it seemed like it made more sense that we would find information, or you would find information about the plate here at the Proving Grounds. Yeah, and that's why I was thinking the library. So, of course, like, first thing, well, after I find out I'm, you know, if I'm safe or not, or like, what's up, is I am going to have to find the library because I'm not entirely sure where it is, but that shouldn't be too hard. Hmm. So, as you guys have been having this conversation, Prentice has kind of moved behind the rock where she was sitting, and she seems to be playing again. She's got one of those fleshy centipedes, which, of course, only Chacha can see. And Chacha, she's also holding up something that it's kind of like a daddy long legs, except the body is probably about the size of Hubert the first, and the legs are twice as long proportionally. So it's just sort of like walking almost like on stilts <laughs> going around her. And she occasionally, like, when it comes within reach, she's, like, tickling its belly. And, like, it kicks one of its legs whenever she does that. And then she's giggling. Like, she is not paying attention to you guys at all right now. (laughs) She is just playing with these unseen creatures. You know, I do have a cipher. It's a data sphere inquirer. You get one question. It seems very useful. And I've never, we haven't really encountered a situation where I remembered it. And where it'd be useful. Like, that never happened at the same time. Meanwhile, Prentice is lying on her back, playing with these things with her feet up in the air. (laughs) If you had a single question that you could ask Nyx, what would it be? What is up with my mom's teleportation attacks? Like, and and how, and and, and like, what's up with the plate, Dilly? I don't know how how we would phrase that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Dan, is there some sort of check that Dilly can make to see how strict the wording would have to be? It will try to answer your question honestly, but it will answer based off of what the question is. And so the more broad your question, the more broad the answer could be. Not because it's trying to deceive you, but the more broad it is, the more open it is for interpretation as to what a correct answer to return is. Okay. I think specificity is better, but it's, I don't think it's going to, it's not going to do like the genie thing where it like twists the answer to its own purpose. What if we asked, how can we stop the teleportation attacks? Because, like, that's the end goal. I That could work, but I'm also kind of worried that, like, well, I think we need something that's slightly more specific. Because what if it says, like, kill the entity that is having the teleportation attacks? That'll stop it. Like, Oh, while preserving the life of my mother. Yeah. Okay. Guys want to try it? That or the nature of the plates. Because we know the plates have something to do with it. Yeah. Okay. And all those, the weirdness and its inferior power. Maybe we ask, like, what the benevolent society, how they're causing the attacks, maybe, or how it's related. You think they're aware of it? Well, like, it's their plate. Yeah. Okay, so what if we ask, like, what is the relationship between the benevolent society of travelers and... The plates? And the teleportation attacks. And the teleportation attacks. Okay. Um, is there a proper name for the plates? Again, specificity. I'm laughing at Alex shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think not, Alex? Uh, it's one of those things where I'm just like asking the travelers about the plates. I feel like it's going to be like, a, ah, this is just something we've always had. It's kind of like asking your mom why she has that weird kitchen gadget that they've never used. And I'm like, ah, I've just always had it. But we're asking the data sphere. 
Yeah, we're asking the data sphere mm. so we get like a more omniscient answer. But remember, we're going to have to spend like 20 minutes figuring out the perfect question <laughs> to this, you know, Jin's request. Well, I don't feel like Daniel's trying to blow our data sphere <laughs> question cipher thing. But I do think we do need to put some thought into it. Yeah, because if we die, then... We die or we die. (laughs) If we die, then Dan has to come up with a whole new campaign. Well, I don't think it's going to kill us regardless. (laughs) Yeah, I would say this. Like like I said, it's going to answer your question to the best of its ability based off of the question you asked. It's not going to try to deceive you or trick you. It's not that like the data sphere inquiry process is not adversarial. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not necessarily going to lead you in a way to construct your question. Right, right. And you can't just like roll to figure out your question. You need to figure out what your question is. And then I'll answer to the best of my ability as the data sphere. It's a Google search. Yeah. Better terms to type in, the better mm-hmm. get back. That was more my thing. <laughs> Benevolent Society of Travelers plus, plus commemorative plate. It's like you're typing it in to Google and hitting, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> What's the answer that I get back? <laughs> Don't forget the quotation marks. Uh, Nio Sladek, if you want the, like, we should probably use her name. Oh, yeah. Does Dilly know how to Google hack the data inquirer? No, but you've done data sphere inquiries before, so you kind of know what to expect, because you had three questions before that you asked that were limited to a specific area. So you already know a little bit about how this works. Uh, Yeah. Does that feel like a good question to ask? The relationship between the society, the plates, and the teleportation sickness? Yeah. All right. What would you say is the proper name for the plates? Commemorative death plate. <laughs> Commemorative death plate. Commemorative family plate. Because, like, I know where it came from. Right. Yeah. Came from your aunt, right? Did Nick say that ever? Because Nick's made her mama promise. Nio told Nix that the travelers dropped it off when her sister missing okay but nix didn't tell you guys about that because she was supposed to keep a secret about what she knows about the plate but i thought nix told us like more information when um dilly and italia were kind of poking at it yeah you did figure out that whatever that entity that was in there you did put the connection together the entity you encountered there is either nix's aunt or something like the way nix's aunt used to be or a different, like, corrupted version of it. You don't know exactly, but you know that, like, when that entity is in their, like, fully human form, it looks like Nix's aunt from Best of the Description. Okay. Commemorative missing person's plate, Dilly. Missing traveler's plate? Commemorative missing traveler's plate. Dilly's also not the only person that can use this. Dilly could give it to somebody else to use. Just saying. Yeah, if you're more confident in wording this question, that's fine. All right, yeah, no, I'll give it a shot. Like, All can't right. know less than we already know. You know what I'm saying? Can't. Er. <laughs> don't. Someone find some wood to knock on. Don't like. We don't know that. Tasha like knocks on the air because she sees a horror that's made out of wood. And she's just like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like a tree with human legs, kind of running around. <laughs> you just see her like fist punch the air and hear a weird knock. Hmm. All right. Nyx takes it. She activates it. Now, is it a data input or does she vocalize the question? So once you activate it, Nyx, you feel like you're falling. Then you're standing on a space filled with darkness. There's clearly something under your feet because you're not falling, but you don't see anything. And then there is a moment where there is a sort of purplish green light that sort of comes in front of you. And it mutters in some sort of, like, glitchy-sounding language. But you still understand what it's saying, even though it's not any language you speak. And it says, query, please. Uh, yeah, so what is the relationship between the Benevolent Society of Travelers, the commemorative missing traveler's plates that they give to families, and the teleportation sickness that is uh, affecting Nio Sladek. Please stand by. Processing. And a few seconds pass. A few more seconds pass. Stand by. Processing. A few minutes pass. 
Nyx is like jumping on the invisible floor, like just sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Nyx, to you, it feels like you've been waiting for like 20 minutes. Okay. And it comes back and says, plates. And you can almost hear the quotation mark around plates. Plates are structured energy transference. Plates collect gathered jump energy to pass to host. Plates can only be passed within the same family. Plates must have an energy source, an energy host, and a individual used as capacitor. Entity Nihosladek is host. Entity Nix slash Nix Sladek slash Imp Queen slash Guardian slash and then there's this unpronounceable word that you like it hits your head and it like your brain almost goes blank for a second is siphon source note siphon source energy is corrupted capacitor translation is weakened capacitor is half of remains of entity totally mabry capacitor must be forcibly separated from rest of remains process triggers common mutations thank you end of line and nix you're suddenly sitting among the stones Prentice is now behind the rock and she's already curled up and snoring. To the rest of your guys' perspective, Nyx has been staring into the distance for about four hours. Nyx comes back and just starts talking like nothing has changed. <laughs> All right, so I got the answer. And then she. Holy looks- shit! <laughs> Hi, welcome back. Good to be back, Dilly. All right, so I got some, I got some answers. And Nyx will uh, regurgitate it as exactly as possible. I'm going to say she was writing it down to the group. Okay. Yeah. My mom's the host. I'm a siphon source. I'm corrupted, which is seems bad. And then half of my aunt, Holy, is the capacitor. Okay. And the point is energy transference. Okay. Energy transference. Hmm. Hmm. They pass energy to the host. Yeah. I mean, my first brain idea is, why don't we use the battery? That's got electricity. That is what Dr. Oz was using to treat Naya before. But of course, you sent her to Key without that. Yeah. So we could, like, find your mom and give her the battery and be like, hey, buddy, (laughs) maybe you wanted this. Here's, I don't know, like a good example Here's your CPAP machine that we forgot to give you. It's not not life-threatening, but it's not like we took away her dialysis machine. Well, the one thing, like, it didn't tell me, it told me a lot about the plates, but it didn't tell me why the society is, like, doing this. Or, like, why this, like, how the society relates. My brain just shouted something about traveling and the idea that you could do instant teleportation probably relates to travelers wanting to do that. I think we've mentioned it like a while ago that this is like a goal. Yeah, Mama Jaren did say it had something to do with creating an entity capable of the ultimate freedom of movement. Huh. I mean, yeah, it makes sense that travelers would want to be able to like move wherever they want, I guess. It's weird that they don't talk about it more. I mean, like, amongst themselves, obviously. Like, it's weird that next that you don't know that they're they would want to work on this. Oh, no, Dilly. I mean, that's not very weird. Like, I'm just a normal traveler, you know what I mean? I I go out, I travel around. I don't stay at, like, the Proving Ground. There's nothing in our tenets. Nix, would you like to make an intrigue roll? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Starbuck, can I have my dice tray? No. (laughs) You have this information from the data sphere, so that's going to give you two assets, okay? So that brings this down to a 15 which means that you are specialized, which then brings it down to a nine. Ooh. I'll spend the uh, free intellect effort to make it a gimme. The data sphere answer did say that the process of the separation to create the capacitor caused mutations. That's right. And presumably, the capacitor is supposed to be a traveler, too. Someone of the same family. 
because it has to be passed along families. So presumably whatever's left of that traveler is probably not something that it's wise for everybody to know about if the program is to continue. Yeah, I think something bad happened to my aunt. Could we, like, investigate? Hmm. Okay. So then I guess what we need to figure out is how... I mean, I guess I guess it'd be good to know, like, if what, what happened to your aunt, just, like, because loose threads and all that, but, like, I feel like the goal to save your mom would be to cut you off as the source, right? No source, no teleportation. Maybe it's because I'm a bad source, Dilly. That in transformation might be impairing it. Okay. Although I would say this with your intrigue role, your mom started teleporting before any of this snake stuff started mm-hmm. happening to you. I'm not putting together what that means. I think since you've gotten all snaky, that's what's corrupted you. But the teleportation happened before that corruption. I wonder what effect that like that has on the whole situation. So the data sphere did tell you that corruption is interfering with efficient energy transference. Right. Practical result. Oh no, you haven't seen your mom in a while. Maybe that interference means it's happening less frequently. Or uh... it seems bad. Like if my I'm the uh, source, and like my aunt is the capacitor, right? So there goes my energy to the capacitor, and then it goes to the host, or the other way around. But like maybe it's bad for my mom that I am like. I don't like to call myself corrupted, but, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. Prentice suddenly jerks awake and says, hide. Oh, fuck. Nyx immediately complies. Hide. Now. Uh, Dilly throws up illusion of shadow and uh, surrounding environment to help with hiding. I guess Chacha finds a physical object to hide behind instead of a horror object to hide behind. Mm-hmm. Prentice sees the illusion comes down and she kind of nods approvingly. At Dilly. The one thing I'm good at. Well, one of the two things I'm good at, he says quietly. She leans over towards Nyx and she mouths the words bounty hunter. <laughs> and sure enough, you see a figure probably about five foot nine in a dark hooded cloak coming up the path. And they are looking and you can see them looking at the ground for tracks. And they circle around a couple times and Prentice points at this individual and sort of nods like, that's the one. And the individual looks back and forth. They take a peek inside the cavern entrance down to the stairs below and they pull out a small notebook. They're using these gloved hands and they write neatly in the notebook. They look up at the rocks around and they put the notebook away you can see their whole body underneath the cloak sigh and then you hear a voice oh Nix I knew you'd come back here and they pull their hood off their head and Amaranth Stone <sighs> looks both ways and says looks like I'll have to meet you there and begins walking back down the path and that's where we'll end our episode what the fuck mm. Why is she coming for Nyx? Bounty. <laughs> Alex, something about this episode. I liked our long debate on how to phrase a question before we're like, hey, you know, other people can use this cipher, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're just like, <laughs> we're so careful in some aspects like that. and other aspects, we're just like, seat of our pants. It just, it always brings me joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something we think you would really dig. This week, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? Well, it's currently spooky season here. The Explorers Wanted recording and editing closet. Even though I think this is going to come out in November, I would still offer everybody to check out a game called No One Lives Under the Lighthouse. Hmm. It is a... Only $7 little indie horror game on Steam and absolutely worth the money. This has one of the strongest atmospheres that I've ever played. One of the scariest games I've ever played. The sound design is wonderful. Visually, it is doing the whole like early PlayStation N64 kind of 3D graphics. And it does like that very like 
difficult thing to do with horror visually where it like places you in a real world that you believe but also like obfuscates and abstracts everything so even when you're walking across the field hmm. you'll see like a vaguely humanoid shape off to the left and you're like is that a thing or is that just a plant i can't tell it doesn't seem to be getting any closer and i'm not getting any closer it's fucking scary that's cool and yeah no one lives under lighthouse it's just it uses all those things so effectively i can't really say much more except that if you watch the movie the lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and robert pattinson this is you're probably gonna like this okay yeah yeah cool no one lives under the lighthouse that's what's called go buy it and play it and try not to poop your pants <laughs> Well, if people wanted to reach out to us and tell us what they think about that game or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Oh, well, we happen to have this website called ExplorersWanted.fm. And from there, they can find all our socials. For example, we are at ExplorersWanted on Twitter. We are also at ExplorersWanted Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to hang out with us directly and talk about whatever stuff, plants, video games, books, we got it all can find us at explorerswanted.fm slash discord and talk to us on our discord also if it is within your means we'd love to have whatever loose change you have in your pockets give that to us at patreon.com slash explorerswanted honestly the best thing that you could do for us if you can't afford to financially support us is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to us the second best thing to do is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory specifically Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Those are the ones that make the biggest difference. Really specific written reviews make a big difference because there are so many actual play podcasts out there and many of excellent quality. So, you know, as we were attempting to grow our audience, those reviews really help bring in cool people like yourself to hear us. If you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, well, this is a reminder that you're still not 100% sure what is making that sound in the vents of your home. <laughs> I assure you, it's not what you think it is. And I'm sorry, but it's coming so very soon. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. You can tell me about how your experience on the island ended at Slam Potato. So the noise in my vent is the singular wasp that is allowed in my house at a time. You can find me at Realty Unicorn on Twitter and T with the Unicorn on Twitch. Yeah, just one singular wasp. It's a big responsibility. Well, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.